0: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello and welcome to the Professional traffic podcast coming to you live from Cancun, Mexico. We are sitting on a catamaran in the middle of Cancun Bay. And oh, by the way, the purpose of the show is to help you get more leads and sales for your business so you can get more customers and increase their lifetime value so you can achieve your vision. I feel like today, we're kind of achieving our vision.
1: We've achieved our vision, and we're now living it on the top of a catamaran. Top of the catamaran. I guess we're not on the top, are we? Yeah. We're at the boot. You don't want to be in the bottom of the
0: catamaran. No. I don't think, because that's where you'd be drowning.
1: Well, we're not on the yacht, so we've got a catamaran tied
0: to the yacht. We're not on the yacht. Maybe uh, our camera can show the yacht that we were on, that we moved over from. We have a totally professional crew here today, which we're not used to. <laughs> we're used to doing this completely unprofessionally, just totally off the cuff, with no agenda. That's right. And today's not off the cuff, but still has still no, no agenda. Still no agenda. Still no agenda. Nothing has really changed so much. But why are we here in a capital
1: ramp? We are at the Driven Mastermind Ralph Burns. Yeah. Which I think at this point, it's fair for me to say is the best marketing mastermind in the world. Because I've been told that enough by enough people that would know. So Driven plants a flag on the ground and says, you know what? There are some amazing masterminds out there. Right. Not all of them are marketing masterminds, but of the marketing masterminds, the entrepreneurial masterminds, yep.
0: I think we win. This is the one. We took, we, Yeah, we took the cake. You know, I think the reason why it is one of the best, aside from content not to sound like chill for the driven mastermind but i guess we are coming across that way is that we're doing the show from a camel yeah and from a yacht yeah a yachet, a yatchit
1: yeah well here's the thing though is look at the people on the yatchit so like as we're here there goes nathan and sebastian of blue sense digital there's beautiful people yeah. everywhere look at these guys i mean you gotta get yeah you gotta get a shot of yeah. them yeah one of the best agencies i've worked with there we've got the maggle who just did a massive exit yeah Sitting around on a boat, trying to figure out what they're doing next,
0: uh, all their money. Yeah. Yeah, they're sitting on that money. Thinking well, maybe so they I should see. buy a yacht. A yacht. Yeah. 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 But I
1: want a yacht. You know what, dude? It's funny. We looked it up earlier. They're not as expensive. As it, how much? There's Mike of GSD. Yeah. Probably the one of the most visible agency owners in the fitness space now, especially
0: now that old Watsu spots got out of it. <laughs> yeah, that guy. R- yeah. R-Z.
1: Yeah, Hormozzi. Yeah.
0: I think this is an important point for anyone who has been listening to 500-plus episodes. We always talk about this.
1: Yeah, go surround yourself with people smarter than you. I am the poorest,
0: dumbest person in this group. That's why well, standard deviation. it's I'm actually dumber and poorer. Yeah. Because you did an exit, and I haven't done an exit. You haven't. So, no. yeah. you, you
1: still have your equity, though. so <laughs> You have more potential power than I do. I and
0: cash well, my that check. That makes me smarter. Yeah. It definitely probably, probably makes me a little bit dumber. But the point is, is you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, you get out of your comfort zone, especially. If, I mean, I'm a little bit of an introvert myself. Are you? Like, you yeah. Know, when I come to these things, though, it gets me out of that shell. I was gonna say you don't I'm strike so me as Yeah. Well, we talk. We know each other. Right. And we've known each other for like some time now, but I think a lot of people are reluctant. I speak for the introverts up there. Yeah. Because a lot of people think that when you go to a mastermind, you go to a social group like this. With all these people that are hyper-successful, it's intimidating. Boy, well, it is introverts. intimidating. It is intimidating. But it's supposed to be, yeah. But introverts are a little bit reluctant to join these types of groups when in fact it's probably the best thing we should
1: do. Well, and not to chill our own, go join any man. What's that thing that you've been in forever? You, you talk about it all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, it was BNI, which is Business Network International, which yeah. I started. That was a network group. That was super local, local business. So do something like that. Yeah. Just go do that. Dude, Perry's
1: got a downstream mastermind for people under a million. It's called Ignite. You can only be in it for a year. You're not allowed to renew. Because if you haven't broken the million dollar mark, he doesn't want you in.
0: You got to get over a million.
1: Yeah. yeah. Steve Sims has a smaller downstream mastermind too. Not small, but you know, for people that are under a million gross, I think it's called Speakeasy. There's a bunch of them, man. There's just go find any community of people that are going to hold you accountable, make you better, teach you things you don't know. Yeah. Just get in, you know, and it can be small. Start your own. Start your own? Start your own. Good. You Why wouldn't you do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Group, but a, I it it shouldn't a bar, be a bunch huh? of
1: people like you. Yeah. It should be a bunch of people not like
0: you. That's the thing. Yeah. I think you actually get the best ideas from Elon Musk's. First white Yeah, it's merging two disparate ideas or industries into one, and that's when you have the real breakthrough. Right, as the old adage says, Henry Ford figured out the the, the way to manufacture cars by going to the Armour Sausage Factory, by looking oh, at how mass production was actually done. He said, "Hey, I could do the same thing, and completely transform the automotive industry." Which what point
1: amazing was, story that was. Is.
0: Incredible. Incredibly fragmented. It was like 300 auto manufacturers. So he went there, actually just went on a whim. Well, Armour invited him there, and he said, wow, mass production. Each person doing a single thing on an assembly line, and it became Ford Motor Company, the Model T. And it came from hanging around with other people that aren't necessarily in your industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. One of the other things that I would mention, and a group that I've been a part of now for a while, this is one that you were referring to. It's called Vistage. That's
1: the one I was thinking of. You yeah, said, bro, I've never heard you say a bad thing about Vistage.
0: Vistage like you is always great. Do something out of it Vistage is great because
1: you've never invited me though.
0: Well, it's in Boston. You never come up to Boston. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I know you don't yeah. like a cold weather. Right. Yeah. Well, one day I'm just gonna kidnap you and bring you
1: up. But you also have to be tough to be in Boston.
0: Yeah, you get yeah. beat up a little bit. I'm soft. Yeah. The yeah. long
1: hair. I'm squishy. Yeah, yeah.
0: People would get turned off. Yeah. Yeah, or turned on, but the, the wrong, well, the yeah. wrong way. Yeah, yeah, it's unsolicited attention. Yeah, it'd be uncomfortable. He'd yeah. yeah. be so attractive to both sexes. Sex. Yeah, it will just be uncomfortable. But the Vistage group that I belong to, there's a guy who runs a four hundred million dollar construction company, and then there's another guy that has a HVAC equipment company which is two hundred and fifty million dollars, and then there's a guy who sells cake supplies, and he's like three or four million dollars. The point is, we're all CEOs. We all get together. We cross-pollinate our ideas, we share our numbers, and I always come away with something that's super interesting and actionable Right. after that. One of the things that's best about this is, and I think it's the same thing here at Driven, is that people hold you accountable. You have weekly calls, right? right? You, get, you learn new skills, and I think just hanging around with people that, as Harry said yesterday or the day before, are kind of freaks.
1: This is the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes. If you look around and you look at everybody that's on stage, everybody who's a member, these are not normal humans. They're not. No. Some of them are actually deeply broken
0: (laughs) in a a myriad of ways, but they know how to make money. Yeah. Yeah. They do know how to make money. And that's what I like about masterminds like this one is that you guys are unabatedly and unabashedly all about making money. Making money. money. Which is very cool. Yeah. Well, you have to focus
1: yeah professional traffic is about traffic we talk about other stuff sure but people have to know what they're going to get the minute you say oh i'm a marketing podcast it's like well what does that mean you know what is it so yeah pick your niche and just hone in yeah that's what's funny too is somebody i was talking to somebody who i really like and i won't say their names i don't want to air them out but i was talking about my mastermind they're like oh you know what man i really want more personal development self-development could you add some of that stuff in there and i'd consider joining and i was like no i love that stuff too Let's you and I go join another mastermind dedicated. Now let's go join Joe Polish's mastermind. You know what I mean? We'll go to genius though. Great mastermind. Joe's a good dude. And I think this is true for business. Pick your lane, stick to it, maximize the value potential. Have I told you about my hourglass of niching theory?
0: I don't think so. You've told me about a lot of
1: theories. I have a lot of theories, Ralph. So this one's underdeveloped. I'm going to pitch it at you. You tell me what you think. Everybody says, oh, you got a niche, you got a niche, you got a niche, or niche, however you say it. The problem with that advice to early-stage entrepreneurs, people starting over, people starting fresh, is if you pick your niche right away, statistically speaking, you're going to be wrong. Yeah. Because you're picking it fresh, no data, no influence, no, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know. Yep. So there's something called the Corridor Principle. And the Corridor Principle says that the entrepreneur is not going to identify the opportunity until after they're already in the corridor. Henry Ford went to a sausage factory, was in the corridor, saw a way to make carbs, so the rule is, start anywhere. Go get a job for a friend, but just start, put yourself in the corridor so you can identify opportunities. That's the top of the hourglass. The hourglass is as broad as it's gonna get. So start broad. Yeah. So like when I started my agency, we were Solutions 8, because we did eight core service offerings, so that was an idiot. Right. Start with super broad. But then, hourglass starts to taper. because you start to realize, this isn't scalable, I'm not good at this, this doesn't make money, I don't like these customers, and then taper, 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 until all of a sudden you're hyper-efficient. And now this is where you're maximizing your value potential. Yeah. But you also limit your scalability. Or how do I say that differently? You maximize your scalability to a point where you've achieved all you're going to achieve in that niche. There's no more Montessori schools to sell to, let's say. Mm-hmm. And that's when you begin to branch back out. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, I was doing you know, Google Ads for Montessori schools. Ultra, 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 ultra niche. Well, I've gotten every Montessori school I'm going to get or the majority of them. And I'm running Google Ads for them. And I can either just live with stasis or what do Montessori schools need. Mm-hmm. They also need a website or content or operations or CRM. Mm-hmm. And so the hourglass, start broad, taper in to maximize profitability, mm-hmm. achieve that apex to where you really do outscale yourself beyond your ability to grow further. And that's the line to broaden the hourglass again.
0: Yeah. And
1: the hourglass of niching, I think, is the best framework for maximizing any industry vertical or niche.
0: Yeah. I would agree. I find the pivot theory as very, very similar to what you're talking about. Mm. For example, our business started off with, we would take any, customer anywhere, for any reason, whether it be traffic, building a website, CRO, email, you name it, SEO. Dude, I'd wash your car in the beginning. I'm like, oh, you'll give
1: me money to do and it? You give me money, yeah. I
0: need to pay, and I've said this story many times in the show, all I really needed to do was pay for the medical insurance. Yeah. By the way, now it's like $2,800 a month, it used to be like $1,800 yeah. month. So all I really wanted to do, so I did everything. But then I pivoted and pivoted and pivoted and pivoted. There's a book by Eric Reese which talks about this very thing, which we'll leave links in the show notes. But I found that one of the big market opportunities when I was doing all that broad stuff was I started to use this little thing called Facebook ads. And Facebook ads was I've actually of helping yeah. my SEO clients, was helping my Google Paper click clients, mm. was helping my email clients even. So and then I narrowed down, tapered in the middle, right. and became a Facebook ad agency.
1: Yeah.
0: And to your point, you said this many times, which we'll say yeah. it here, I was one of the first Facebook ad agencies. So you invented the modern Facebook ad agency. That's a fact. And I love when you say yeah. that, because it is true. That's a fact. However, we have since gone back out broad, because our point now is not Facebook ads. Right. Facebook ads is a means to an end. Mm. What we have realized that we do better than anybody else in the world, and to be the best in the world is something I think is the only real reason why you're in business. Right. That, and to make some money, obviously, potentially help people at the same time, is we realized that it was all about client success. Mm. And it wasn't client success. It used to be just throw some Facebook ads at it. Yeah. Just throw some ads at it. Do media buying. Now, we look at Facebook ads, we look at media buying as maybe the fifth or sixth or seventh thing we do when we first start. And it's all about helping businesses achieve their vision. So that hourglass, 100%. I look at it as just slight pivots because you're listening to the market, but you start broad, go niche, and then you branch out and find what your true vision is. And you never know, that hourglass might go back down again. Might go back, that's where it gets really interesting. Yeah, that's a double hourglass.
1: Well, you know what you end up doing is, and maybe this isn't everybody, this has been my experience. You begin building a portfolio of businesses yeah. Because as soon as you've had the double taper, that's a sign that, you know what, this needs to be its own thing. And then this needs to be its own thing. And then this needs to be its own thing. And that's when it gets fun, man. You start hiring operators. And you know, I've got a couple of businesses that, I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, dude. but uh, I
0: like, probably will. But I've, I've go got ahead.
1: mailbox money. I have money that just comes. And I don't do anything. And I've got somebody that runs it that I trust. From an entrepreneurial perspective, there's nothing that puts me more at ease than knowing that. Yeah. this money's just going to come and if you're listening to this or you're watching this it's recording it's not an understated asset to work to achieve a small amount of mailbox money because people will turn their nose up at oh i've got this little thing over here that makes me four or five grand a month i had a buddy a long time ago he had a wordpress plugin it was one that everybody's using it wasn't charging a lot for it. it was like 50 bucks a month but there's so many users he's making four or five grand a month and that was net to him after like yeah. support and all that That's other nice. stuff and i remember other folks were ribbing him and like oh you know i, I don't i don't Play small potatoes or any of those things, but in my mind, I'm like, Man, I can live off that. Yeah, that dude's got all of his off to work, and now think of the freedom that he has to go chase the hundred million dollar opportunity or the billion dollar opportunity. And he did something really similar to that, too. You wanted to be a filmmaker, he used it to go make movies, yeah, and he was free. So, That's true passion, yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's okay to set those up and invest in them because maybe it's not about the great big hits as much as it is about just building a safety net for yourself. Yeah,
0: Little wins along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, recurring revenue that is passive in that case. Almost completely passive. So speaking of little wins, there were a lot of little wins, I think, in the last 48 hours. Dude, I've had a blast. here in Cancun, learned a lot. I think one of the best things about these types of masterminds is just understand and learn so much from the individual people, but the content has been pretty killer as well. What's your big takeaways? Here you are running the show here. Yeah. But you also do it for a self-serving purpose. Like you learn along the way as well as run the show. Well what are your big takeaways? Dude, cards
1: on the table, the amount of money you make from a mastermind is not worth the time, effort, and energy of a mastermind. I swear to God, that's true. Yeah. And anybody who runs a mastermind will tell you that. But what is worth it is the access. I get access to people that are so Freaking smart, right? And Perry makes a joke. Somebody's like, oh, what do you do for a living? He's like, "Yeah, people pay me 30 grand to come give me their best ideas every quarter. And that's absolutely true. Like you just show up and someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And next thing you know, you're partnered with them and you're off on this endeavor. And so I think one of the takeaways was don't underestimate any market. Perry Belcher last year started talking about newsletters. Well, actually, let me back up. He's been talking about newsletters for years. Last year, he started pitching me on us doing a newsletter, and I'm thinking this guy's lost his mind. He's, newsletters, you know, newsletters, so email old newsletter. I'm like, oh my god, really? dude, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. How about smoke signals? Right. How about telegrams, Perry? Why don't we get into telegrams, Morse code? See, the next thing I know, six months later, every marketer on the planet has launched a newsletter. He saw the lane first. And you get that here because you find people that are just in their lane and they're the best, they're the absolute best at what they do. One of my favorite speakers was, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, and I hope he'll forgive me, but Chris Encarnacion. Chris Encarnacion. Did did you watch him? I did. Dude, he's freaking brilliant. Dude does video. And here's the thing about video. He's sleeping on the front deck, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Just punked out? (laughs) Yeah. The thing about video is anybody can do video. Yeah. And anybody, I hope I'm not going to piss everybody off, including Chris, I think anybody can do video pretty good. I think you and I could start a video production company and we could be six out of 10 scale in, you know, six, seven, eight months. Yeah. But we couldn't be nine out of 10. Right. And the nine out of 10, when you watched his presentation, he was talking about yield from VSL and all the data that he watches and the optimization that he does. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just paying attention. I don't remember his last name either, but Pedro, did you watch Pedro's Wicked Smart? I did, yeah. Dude, like, the number of data points that kid, I say kid, what a douchebag I am. He just had a a major exit. He spends a million dollars a month on ad spend. Well, he's younger than I am, so he's a kid. But he dove so deep. He takes every individual split test they run, puts it on a Google Sheet, and monitors every available data point, and then categorizes and catalogs it. So going full circle, and I'm sorry I'm taking so long to answer your question, my big takeaway this time at Driven is, you have to dive deep. There's no such thing as bubble gum and duct tape in marketing anymore. I mean, dude, there are other industries that's true for. You know what I mean? Like medical devices used to be Uncle Jethro taking some toothpicks and tying them together with a belt because he had an idea, right? But now it's a fully formed industry and you have to have a triple PhD and it's regulated and it out-sophisticated the ability to shoot from the hip. We got there with digital marketing. We out-sophisticated ourselves from the ability to just just do it. So now you have to do it the right way. And that's expensive. And I don't just mean money, I mean time. Right. Like, dear God, to do the stuff that Pedro was talking about, unbelievable amount of time. But then you look at how much he made. I mean, he made enough
0: to have a nice big, handsome exit. So, yeah. it's a very good exit. Yeah. How about
1: you? What was your big takeaway?
0: I think my big takeaway. I mean, first off, not to give too much props to the, the host, but I hear like, he's handsome. Yeah, he's really? a handsome devil. Yeah. Not you, by the way. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Right I, think, I just think that Harry Belcher was one of the first people that I think I bought my first traffic course on mm. and it, the funny thing was I believe the name was Perpetual Traffic it was not I think it was oh that's so
1: funny you know what I bet you he's
0: never forgotten that I just find anything that comes out of his mouth is gold and the things that he drops just on the side it's not even the presentation like he's done a couple of presentations right? yeah. but it was like he did this thing about like how he evaluates copy mm. So, it was the cub method, if I recall. It was how you evaluate individual pieces of copy based upon other people reading it for you and
1: telling you
0: which parts are unbelievable, which parts are boring, and which parts need to be cut out. Mm. Like, just something as similar, as simple as that. Little nuggets like that that you just pick up along the way. And I look at our copywriting team and how... It's kind of a sole operation. Copywriter writes, and then they submit it. Well, we have a team of copywriters. I'm like, well, we should all do the cup method where we overlay and read each other's stuff before it even gets to the point where it's being presented to right. the client. Like, little things like that, I find those little nuggets. Second part is, is I think all the conversations that you have with individual people. For example, I just talked to, I forget his name now, but it's the people sometimes that are in the mastermind that make the biggest impact, and you just did an exit. We're looking at acquisition strategies, how we actually do specific acquisitions in the media space, Mm. and he gave me a whole list of ideas as to how to actually do it, not necessarily through a cash exchange or stock swap. Who's Ed Diamond? Ed was one of them, but then I actually talked to two people about this, Ed was one, and It made me think differently about all the stuff that we're doing right now, which brought me to the conclusion that maybe how we're doing our strategy right now isn't the right way, and Mm -hmm. there's other ways to do it, but the best part is, I got all these guys contact information, and now I can contact them and actually ask them real advice. The third person that I just literally met right before we started hitting record was what to do after an exit, all the tax deployment strategies after that.
1: Oh, that's Jim Smite.
0: Yeah, Jim Smite. Yeah. Yep. So super sharp. So it's, sometimes it's not necessarily the presentations. It's all the little nuggets. Like, obviously, this is more of a digital marketing, internet marketing focused yeah. type of group. Well, even so, we have an attorney attention. come
1: and do most of the first talk. The attorney.
0: Now I have his name in my role.
1: Right. Yeah, Ryan Poteet. Ryan Poteet. Yeah, best marketing attorney in the world, but Can we give him a plug? Yeah. Because, dude, that guy just saved me some money. I, as he was talking, I sent off four different messages. I was like, change this on the website, change this in the ads. Yeah. Yeah, our contract needs to say this. And I, we won't say any names, but a friend of all of ours just got hit with a $14 million FTC fine. Yeah. $14 million.
0: To take the company down. Uh, it would, you know, I don't stuff. have $14 million. Yeah. I'm done. That's all my stuff. Yeah. That's all of it. So it's people like that. And Ryan is somebody that I now have in my Rolodex of people to call. And order are to make sure that we are fully compliant. Because right. my job as CEO is to make sure we don't have any of those take down the company type of moment. It's not necessarily just the content, which I think is really good. I actually thought your presentation was badass. Stop it, Ralph. No, of course you did. It was. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, well, well, actually, I gave away all my dirty we will, secrets. We will do a whole show on coffee. I can't say secrets. most of those things, dude. Oh, are you man, kidding? that's gonna be such a. Some of those were bad. I mean, I mean, yeah. some of those you can't air out. Well, maybe like the last
1: two. Yeah. Like I'll, the, I'll the, let you uh, decide yeah. how risky we want to get. Some of them might be
0: left in the cutting room. I'll use a voice mixer so people don't that's recognize right. me because some of that stuff really is just evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty good though. Those sorts of things. Yeah. So it's the people that you meet content obviously like, obviously yeah. conversations that you have and the fact that it sort of forces you to get out of your comfort zone i think that's the reason why you do these things and I, i'm not saying like you have to spend you know 25 to 50 grand on these things no. it's like just join your local chamber of commerce
1: yeah seriously
0: Like, you, or start your own
1: go start your own yeah right. here's the thing don't get 10 buddies because your friends are probably just where your friends are there are Everybody has those handful of acquaintances that are at your current level and striving to go higher. So maybe there's somebody who's like one step above, somebody who's one step below, but these are kind of like the people in your entrepreneurial circle and you run across each other and for various reasons, get them. Mm. You want people that you don't necessarily get along with. I know that sounds really weird, counterintuitive, but if two people agree on everything, one of them is unnecessary. So it's just you and all your friends, you're just all going to have the same idea and think you're a bunch of freaking geniuses. I want... Dude, I can't begin to tell you how much I argue with so many people. You know what I mean? That's like, oh, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And, and man, I get a kick out of it because I always walk away learning.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely true. And I think you, know, you only do that by joining these types of groups. Right. And like I said, it's about getting out of your comfort zone a bit, making conversations with people, and also disagreeing with them. Right. You know? So I disagree but, with that, actually. I disagree with yeah. that. I will add one more thing is that if you're in particular niche, I've learned this many, many, many times. I used to say this to Molly Pittman. Sorry. But... That you I, never say her name on your podcast, Ralph. <laughs> is if you're in a particular niche, so for example, like media buying for us. Well, a fair amount about media buying. You should still go to... I remember I was so arrogant at one point. I was like, oh, you oh, media buying yeah. speakers. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to those yeah. guys. Sometimes it's like those people, they reinforce either the things that you already knew Yeah. or they look at it in a slightly different way. So if you've got a speaker and a mastermind that maybe is your competition, still go to their talk. Take notes. Learn from them. Because they're going to have a slightly different take on it the two guys from Australia? Yeah. I learned a few things from them. Even though they're, you know, they started their agency, what, like two, three years ago? They're, they're
1: four years old, both of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Strikingly handsome. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Wealthy. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, good right. looking.
1: Don't know what the hell they're saying, though.
0: I don't. Yeah. What is, yeah. They speak kind of funny. They talk funny. Yeah. They do. They'll never make it on the show. Right. No. <laughs> Why would we do that? Absolutely not. Yeah. We wouldn't subject you to listen to right.
1: that. All right, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs>
0: That's right. This is annoying. So anyway, so that is us here in Cancun, beautiful Cancun. I think my suntan lotion is dying off. I can feel my feel the burn, white Irish Boston skin starting to burn. So you, uh, you're, you're 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 all dressed in soaking it up. Anyway. This is how I dress, bro. This is absorbing the, the right. heat. Well, hopefully you derived some goodness from us sitting on a catamaran, talking in the middle of Cancun Bay here about the power of masterminds and what you should do as a business owner. We didn't really talk about traffic all that much. No, we didn't. It's okay. It's all
1: right. But this is a higher level understanding. What I will say to cap it all off, some of the best clients I've ever gotten in my life came from joining masterminds. So you could think of a mastermind as a traffic conduit. I actually don't like people joining my mastermind just to market themselves and network that way. Yeah. But if you go and join a community or a mastermind, that's a great way to get really, it's not quantity, it's quality. So it is a good traffic source. So we're not just shilling sh- Driven. Driven is not right for most people. A, B, we're capping it at 100, so we're not gonna be accepting members very soon.
0: Yeah. So we're not, we're not here really to just push. S- push- selling it. No. I think there's no. th- people on the boat which are gonna like, max out the membership. Yeah, value. we're gonna be done soon. But
1: go find your people, go find your community.
0: Plug in, man, because
1: like he said, we just learned these two young bucks, wet behind the ears in diapers, both of them. Yeah. And we've got stuff to learn from them. And dude, sometimes the stuff I learn is small but mighty. Yeah. Somebody saved me a, a point on my merchant processing,
0: that's the car. My dad always used to say, and I think Sam Walton actually said this like famously, but I remember my dad saying, there's not a person in the world that you can't learn of
1: these. Ralph Emerson has a quote like that, he says, every man is my superior in some way in that I learn about.
0: Yeah. Quoth that or
1: quotes that? I quoth that. Yeah. Emerson probably stole it from your dad. Probably stole it from
0: yeah. Yeah. And then probably stole it from... Emerson. Emerson. Yeah. Yeah. So As one does. <laughs> it's always good to end a perpetual traffic episode with a quote from Emerson. Right. So, of course, you can watch this over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube. You wouldn't believe it. We've got, like, three guys here, like, professional videographers. One of them is... I don't know same. where they came from. One of them is yeah. completely asleep. Can we
1: pan over to our sleeping... Yeah. Man,
0: just woke up. Yeah, he just, just woke, just woke up. up. Somebody get him a Corona light. The point is, is, this is absolutely amazing. I think we should do all of our shows from here on out. On a catamaran. Uh, on the bow. This right. is the bow, right? Is At it? Stern? Are we port? I don't know. Port? Starboard? Starboard? Make anchor. I don't know. We're going have an anchor somewhere. Scurvy. On the bow, avoiding scurvy. Right. right. Drinking our Corona extra with a uh, with little lime. As much sea as you need. Absolutely. In Mexico here. Okay. So, thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Uh, yeah. And, uh,
0: that. I guess I have to join now. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, this is one big sales. Piece. This was
1: really why I joined perpetual traffic. I was like, you know, I'll bet you in a year or two, I'm going to start a mastermind and I'm going to be able to con Ralph at 30 grand.
0: Yep. Just yeah. like that. Yep. It worked. It worked. So make sure you check us out over at professional forward slash YouTube. Of course, follow us on all the socials if you're not following the perpetual traffic socials like tiktok out. youtube instagram facebook you on all the socials at casa Muslim. be of course over on linkedin a lot of stuff that goes on there pretty much everywhere also check out all those socials but most importantly subscribe to the youtube channel perpetualtraffic.com forward slash youtube we'll leave all the links in the show notes i don't know if we have a whole lot of links there goes one of our wave runners. She plans the yeah.
1: events. We can't afford to lose her.
0: No, make sure she's not even wearing a helmet. But anyway, so check us out over at wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you leave a rating. Let us know about the bow of a catamaran style of podcasting here because we sure, sure. like to do it again. Yeah. Question is,
1: sure Eleven would have to put that bill.
0: I think it would. Yeah. yeah you need a yacht.
1: I think I do. So, I, I think, think you it. do. Or a yacht. A yacht a Yachtcha. A uh, yeah. I think a yacht like this is like a million, too.
0: Well, I think it's tax deductible.
1: Yeah. When you put it on a card.
0: Oh. You get all those points. Put it on the platinum card. Right. done. Bam. Done. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. Well, keep listening there, so hopefully we can buy a yacht with all the, you know.
1: All the PT money we make. All the
0: PT money we make, which <laughs> is nothing. <laughs> all right. So until the next show, on behalf of my awesome co-host, Casa Muslim. See ya. been listening to perpetual traffic.